Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. This is Patrick Rao, NGI's Director of Strategy and Research, and today I'd like to spend 20 minutes or so going over three topics. An early read from fourth quarter 2023 North American natural gas earnings calls, what current Wall Street consensus estimates are telling us about the natural gas space through the year 2026 here in the U.S., and finally, a few words about the quarterly neighbors industry survey of their EMP customers and just how predictive that is of recounts in the overall lower 48. Before I jump in, just my standard thanks to all of you out there who are subscribers to NGI's various services. For those of you who don't subscribe and would like more information, or for anyone out there who may have stumbled onto this podcast, we invite you to check out our website at www.naturalgasintel.com for more about our services, and to access our archive of prior podcasts, which now total more than 125 in number. You can find those podcasts under the Resources tab of our website. Okay, on to topic number one, an early read from fourth quarter 23 earnings calls. Now, since most North American energy companies are on a calendar fiscal year, this earnings season will be far more stretched out in order to give those companies more time to file their annual Form 10-K reports with the SEC. We're now a full three weeks in their earnings, and the majority of companies really have yet to report, especially the producers. The major oil field service companies have largely reported already, though, and the clear theme among them so far, it's an absolute lack of clarity or visibility on 2024 activity, especially in the second half of this year. And we're talking North America here. And just to set the stage for this, in the United States, the recount peaked at 784 on December 2nd of 2022, exited the third quarter of 23 at 623, finished calendar year 23 at 622, and as of last Friday, February the 9th, stood at 623. So a big decline to the first nine months of 2023, followed by a whole lot of nothing. S going forward, SLB, Schlumberger, which is now, I guess, SLB, they believe North American investments will be sustained at 2023 exit rates with a minimal increase in activity. Halliburton, they expect North American activity to be flattish this year with stable levels of activity. During its third quarter 2023 call, Baker Hughes, originally they expected 2024 North American EMP spend to be flattish. But they now believe it will be down low to single-digit percentage-wise this year, led primarily by a lack of onshore activity. Similarly, NOV, they believe EMP spending will be down slightly this year in North America. Liberty Energy simply said that the outlook for the North American frac market is stable. And finally, Neighbors Industries, in their latest survey of 17 customers who as a group comprise almost half of the current working U.S. rig count in the lower 48, that survey indicates that the year-end 24 rig count for that subgroup will be essentially the same as it was exiting 2023. 
And I'll actually have a bit more to say about how predictive this neighbor's industry survey has been for their overall L48 U.S. rear count here in a few minutes. But for now, here's what we know right now. And that 2024 really isn't looking all that great for North American activity. But what about for 2025 and 2026? At some point, we believe U.S. drilling activity is going to have to pick up, if for no other reason than to accommodate the next wave of LNG exports. But the current storage overhang in the United States, combined with a quarter or two delay in expected commissioning activity for U.S. LNG for these new facilities, this is likely going to push necessary drilling activity out a few more quarters and possibly into 2025. Now, we at NGI, we don't engage in forecasts per se, but Wall Street certainly does. So let's take a look at their consensus estimates for key North American natural gas industry activity statistics through 2026. Uh, Before I do that, though, however, I'd like to quickly preface things by stating that my inspiration for this analysis, it it comes from one of my favorite books about investing, which is called Expectations Investing by Alfred Rappaport and Michael Mubasin. Now, I think this is a great book for any numerical analyst to read, not just those interested in the stock market, because to me, it provides a different way to analyze and consider data, regardless of the industry or subject matter. In a nutshell, the expectations investment process is about reverse engineering the discounted free cash flow model. Basically, you figure out the various relevant value drivers embedded within the current stock price. Then you use strategy or competitive analysis to anticipate changes in those market expectations to assess whether those implied key performance drivers are reasonable. For the discounted cash flow model, the three main drivers of value tend to be sales growth rate, operating profit margin, and the incremental investment rate or changes to CapEx. Now, for more liquid stocks, we believe these value drivers tend to be heavily influenced by consensus estimates from Wall Street sell-side analysts. The idea then is to see what consensus estimates are and determine whether those estimates are reasonable. For example, if you don't believe a company can grow sales by 15% per year for the next few years like Wall Street does, then you may have found an overvalued stock, everything else being equal. Conversely, if you believe a company won't have to spend nearly as much in capital expenditures to grow its production base as Wall Street is modeling, then you may have found an undervalued stock. So, get the idea? Y'all with me? Okay, good. So, let's apply this approach to the U.S. natural gas supply macro environment. Now, out of the three variables I just mentioned, we believe sales growth rate and capex are the two most relevant for assessing our industry. Sales, of course, is a function of expected realized natural gas prices and production volume, and capex is capex. Realized prices are, of course, impacted by hedges, but for the sake of simplicity and just to help illustrate the point, I'm going to focus on expected future spot market prices. So what are current Wall Street estimates for U.S. nat gas prices, production, and capex going forward? Wall Street discounted cash flow models typically go out 5 to 10 years, but the number of contributing estimates for these key North American natural gas variables tends to nosedive after year three or so. In other words, Wall Street analysts provide the overall cash flow going out many years, but they only provide estimates for some of the subcategories within the flat cash flow model for maybe two to three. So typically, we really start seeing a decline in the number of contributing analysts to things like production, capex, et cetera, after year three or so. So for that reason, 
We are going to focus on what the industry estimates are here for the years 2024 through 2026, and we're going to use data from Bloomberg. Okay, so allow me to start with expected capex among E&P companies in the United States. We estimate that publicly traded producers, again, they account for roughly two-thirds or so of total U.S. natural gas production. And as such, we believe this is a decent proxy, therefore, for overall industry activity. Not a perfect one, mind you, since privates tend to increase or decrease activity at a faster rate than publics, but this is a great place to start. Now, we've already heard from oil field service companies that 2024 U.S. spending will be flattish, and sure enough, Wall Street is modeling just 2.3% nominal growth in CapEx among publicly traded U.S. oil and gas producers in 2024. Now, that's not much growth on a nominal basis, and it's actually slightly negative when expressed in real terms once you deduct expected inflation for 2024. The year 2025 is only slightly higher at 3.5% nominal growth and 1% real. In 2026, it's actually expected to be down by low single percentages, both nominal and real. So look, essentially, we're just not talking about much growth in capital expending at all here over the next three years in the U.S. We're not talking just 2024, but through the next three years. Okay, so as a check and balance on this little analysis, let's see what the street is forecasting for North American revenue growth from five major oil field service companies, Schlumberger or SLB, Halliburton, Baker Hughes, Weatherford International, and Liberty Energy. The story there is nearly identical to planned E&P spend through the year 2025. But Wall Street, they actually have nominal oil field service revenue rising 5% in 2026 versus an expected small decrease in U.S. CapEx spending that year. Now, that may not seem so much on a percentage basis, but that actually will translate to a pretty big difference in absolute dollar terms. So that's the type of thing that the investment community tends to focus on. Notice. But remember here, as far as 2026 goes, our our oil field service revenue sample here, that includes Canada. And activity there is likely to increase ahead of and immediately following the ramp of LNG Canada next year. So that could explain for part of the delta between overall North American oil field service revenue in 2026 and U.S. planned E&P spend. Anyway, uh, despite the uh, lack of expected spending from producers, Wall Street actually expects publicly traded U.S. producers in particular to continue to grow production at the upper end of maintenance levels, a range we peg between anywhere of 0% and 5% typically. Again, we estimate that roughly two-thirds of total U.S. net gas production is generated by publicly traded producers, and that's actually a figure we bet will continue to increase going forward following this continued wave of M&A activity we've been seeing. So for 2024, We calculate that Wall Street expects production among independent publics, and this is U.S. natural gas production, excuse me, among independent publics, to grow 4.9% year over year, followed by a growth of 4.2% in 2025 and 3.6% in 2026. Now, that 4.9% growth for 2024, that includes the impact of acquisitions that happened last year and some that respected this year. So the 2024 growth, that's a bit of an overstatement. We think that actually expected growth for 2024 is more like 4% on a pro forma basis, okay? But that 4%, 
We think that may be a bit too aggressive for 2024 and wouldn't be surprised if Wall Street estimates start coming down for this year. For one, rigs are down by 160 since the end of 2022 in the U.S., and we believe it typically takes six months or so for that to translate to lower production, everything else being equal. But we saw that U.S. production actually stayed pretty robust through the rest of 2023. Now, we believe part of that came from a reduction in overall drilled but uncompleted or deck counts, as well as some pretty impressive efficiency gains we saw, particularly in the second half of last year. But the lower count should put downward pressure on production in 2024, everything else being equal. Now, it's certainly no surprise to us that Wall Street is guiding to the upper end of the maintenance range because this is one of the levers that the street can use to justify buy recommendations for the companies they cover. It's also no secret that publicly traded producers are under more pressure to pay dividends, and we'd argue that they need to grow those dividends by more than the overall S&P 500 because of ESG concerns. Case in point, we estimate that since the year 1990, the median average S&P 500 annual dividend growth rate is 5.3%, and that's a bogey that E&P producers will likely have to beat in order to draw the interest of the generalist investment community. To grow dividends, producers must grow their free cash flows. Since producers are price takers, and because natural gas prices are so variable, it's difficult for them to rely too much on price. Thus, the main variable they can control is production growth. Therefore, publics have a built-in incentive to grow production, and we believe that this is also being reflected in current Wall Street estimates. Okay, so look, overall, public EPs, they have the incentive to grow production by a certain amount, and Wall Street certainly expects that to happen. But just how are they going to do that without increasing spending materially? Well, for one, we believe the consensus future oil field service revenue figures we shared just a moment ago assume continued downward pressure on oil field service prices. Second, as base declines continue to come down, so too does the amount of required spending necessary to maintain production, especially in a non-inflationary service cost environment. But to us, the biggest reason is expected continued drilling completion efficiencies. We believe the second half of 2023 in particular saw another step change in these. And look, at some point, the momentum will likely slow to a crawl. But clearly, in our view, Wall Street doesn't expect that to happen for the next three years. So from where might such efficiencies come? Well, could be continued economies of scale from M&A activity and longer laterals. Those are two main sources. But we think the street is also baking in efficiencies that might not yet have been achieved, or at least not yet achieved massive commercial scale. For example, we're only about a third of the way through earnings season, and I swear I've already heard more references to artificial intelligence than I heard during all three quarter calls combined. Oh. If you happen to believe that efficiency gains aren't likely to keep their momentum through 2026, though, then production would likely suffer. And the current NYMEX Henry Hub strip would be too low. So there's your example of the expectations investing framework at work. Okay, speaking of the NYMEX strip, let's complete the sales growth puzzle by taking a look at Wall Street consensus for Henry Hub prices through 2026. Wall Street believes that Henry prices will average $3 in 2024 versus 
$2.33 for the NYMEX strip, or a premium of 29%. The NYMEX strip for years 2025 through 2027 are 336, 368, and 373. For those three years, Wall Street is actually estimating a premium of 8 to 10% atop those three-year strip prices. So, what are the odds that Wall Street consensus are higher than an IMAX strip? I'd say 100%. Now, you may have heard me say this before, but I cannot remember a single time since I've started monitoring this uh, difference in the mid-2000s when it's not been the case where Wall Street consensus estimates were higher than this strip. I mean, these consensus estimates are almost always higher than forward curves. And, and why is this? Because once again, sell-side equity research analysts need to justify buy ratings on stocks. Production growth is largely an endogenous variable that is heavily dependent on company guidance. But price forecasts? Those are exogenous and have lots of rigor room. It's simply not atypical to see the street at a, a slight premium to the NYMEX strip in their forecasts. And that's exactly what we have here now through the year 2027. Now, one of the reasons that Wall Street is so much higher than NYMEX for 2024 is at the front end of the strip, the NYMEX strip, it's so much more volatile than the back end and typically change much faster than Wall Street can change their estimates. Plus, it really would be a bad look for sell-side analysts to constantly change their price forecast because it would suggest a lack of conviction on their part. So anyway, we, we do think Wall Street price estimates for 2024 are likely to come down, but dollars to donuts they'll still be higher than the NYMEX strip is at whatever point that happens. Point being, and putting this into the expectations investing framework, obviously, if you think that Wall Street price estimates are too high, then the gas-heavier stocks may be overvalued. But just know that the Wall Street estimates are almost always higher than the NYMEX strip. So we believe analysts would be far better served to base future price expectations on the NYMEX strip rather than Wall Street consensus. Okay, let me shift to the last topic today. And thanks for sticking in with us. And it's one that I alluded to earlier, and that's the quarterly survey neighbors industries conducts of their major US EP customers. This for the lower 48. The results of this survey are part of management's prepared remarks during quarterly earnings calls. And as far as we're able to tell, the survey goes back to the fourth quarter of 2020. Now, currently, the customers and neighbors survey total 17 in number and comprise roughly 46% of the active U.S. rig count. And as mentioned before, the latest survey which they conducted at the end of 2023 has that group of sub-customers holding their rig count largely flat year in 2023 to 2024. But that's for the group. Just how predictive does this survey tend to be of the overall U.S. rig count? Well, during the third quarter of 2023, they guided to their customers increasing its recount by 6% by early 2024, which we calculate should have led to an increase among that group by 16 rigs. Their actual increase so far is 10. A little light, but directionally that's correct. However, the overall L48 recount during that period ended up being flat. So their guidance for their customer base was essentially correct but it did not forecast activity for the overall industry. And we think that that's actually been a pretty common theme over time. 
Overall, we believe the neighbor survey accurately forecasts industry recounts only about half the time. Now, why is that? Well, obviously, things can change pretty quickly in our industry, which comes as no surprise to anyone. But Neighbors tends to serve largely publicly traded producers. And as we've said before, smaller and or private producers can change their activity much more quickly. Thus, there is a structural issue here in that the neighbor survey, it's not a random sampling of and therefore does not necessarily represent the overall industry. Now, that's certainly not to say that the neighbor survey should be faulted, since quite frankly, we don't believe it was designed to predict overall industry activity. Nor, though, should we conclude the survey has limited value. Knowing what the large publics are likely to do is of great value, since they tend to have preferential access to the best rigs and frat crews. Also, we note that Neighbors has been correct about the direction of the rig count nine times out of 11. That's an 82% batting average, and that's pretty darn good. So, net-net, we believe the survey is a viable tool so long as it's taken in the proper context. Okay, that's all I have for today, and I know it was a lot, so again, thank you for hanging in there with us. We still have several weeks of fourth quarter earnings to go yet here, so please keep reading the excellent coverage from my colleagues, and please keep tuning into our podcast as well. From all of us at Natural Gas Intelligence, I wish you all the best. Until next time, y'all take care and talk soon. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.